Luke chapter 18, verse 1, the parable of the persistent widow. Verse 1, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. Verse 3, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Verse 7, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night, who will keep putting them off? I mean, will he keep putting them off? Verse 8, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on the earth? Hmm. Everybody go, hmm. <laughs> now, a quick question before I continue on with my message. With a show of hands and a volunteer, if possible, can anybody tell me what a parable is? Because this is the parable of the persistent widow. Who knows here what a parable is? Raise your hand if you know it. Anybody? Deanna, come on up, Russell. What is it? I think it's like, you know, a symbolic story, you know, like a, those type of kind of things. Very good. Very good. That's pretty much in a nutshell. What I have exactly is a story to illustrate or teach a specific lesson or point. So it's an illustration, meaning that not every detail in a parable like this one represents something directly. And what I mean by that, I'm just going to go ahead and give you an example. Like the story of the true vine. You guys remember last week's message, right? Now, the true vine. Who is the true vine? Nice and loud for me. Who is the true vine? Jesus. Jesus. Now, the vine in that example is Jesus, right? But in the parable of the persistent widow, the judge, the unjust judge, is not an example of, uh, is not uh, any type of reference toward God. Okay, so it's not just because it mentions a judge doesn't mean it's mentioning uh, something specific and directly. Parables are meant to set uh, examples. Now, let's focus on verse 1 where it says, should always pray and not give up. Okay. Should always pray and, and not give up. These seven words right here set up the entire passage. The first sentence. Should always pray and not give up. Meaning persistent prayer. Which is the title of today's message. Persistent prayer. Okay. From the parable we learned four main things off of what we just read. This passage right here, verse 1 through 8, we learn four main things. 
And everybody get out your pens and papers because I want you to write this down, okay? Number one, prayer is our way of communicating to God about our problems or worries. And that we must continuously pray for it, for the, our problems, for our worries, okay? So it's a way of communicating with God. An example of that would be in Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 12. And that's where Paul tells us that uh, to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. So patient, when something's going wrong with you, you need to be patient. Something bad's going on in your family, you need to be patient, faithful, in prayer. Amen? So patient, faithful, in prayer. That's a good example that Paul set us right there. And another one that Paul tells us to do is in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, where it says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, wasn't that kind of like what we were doing right here during worship? We were just praying in the Spirit. Wasn't that what we were doing earlier around 6.30? We were just praying in the Spirit. Amen. We were just pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints, for each other. Amen? That's a pretty good example that Paul sets for us, right? Amen? All right. And uh, I, I love this quote right here because it's so true. Now, this is uh, pertaining to pr- persistent prayer, okay? It says, uh, failing to pray diligently with all kinds of prayer in, in all situations is to surrender to the enemy. So failing to pray, failing to pray is to surrender to the enemy. Come on. Can I get an amen? Can somebody help me preach today? Can somebody help me preach today? Can I get an amen? Can I get a praise God? Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah. All right. So I'm going to say it one more time. You guys need to wake up and get this in your head right now. Because those of you who are lacking on your prayer life right now and your devotional life right now, this is a wake-up call to you personally, specifically, first class. Hello, it's Jesus saying, failing to pray diligently is to surrender to the enemy. Okay? Now, the second thing that we learn in this passage is that prayer can and will protect us from our main troublemaker, which is Satan, which is the devil. Okay, it's going to protect us from it. Prayer can and will protect us because God's good, amen? Now, a good example of that is Jesus himself. Jesus himself prayed for protection as he was showing his disciples how to pray. In Matthew 6.13, you know that, you know that, uh that verse where he he says an example and it specifically in verse 13 it says and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one now who is that evil one he's speaking about satan devil somebody say devil no 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 say my prayer life will be strengthened and protect me from the devil So the third thing, the third thing, God is looking for persistent prayers as a sign from us, from you, from the disciples, that we 
are putting all of our faith and trust in Him, knowing that it will be in His timing and not in ours. Amen? So persistent prayer. When, we, when, we're, when we're persistently praying, we are acknowledging to God, say, Lord, although I am, telling, I am telling you this every single day, I'm praying this to you every single day because I am letting you know, Lord Father, not because I have a lack of faith in you, God, but because I'm letting you know that I know, that I know, that you know, that you know, that I know, that it is in your hands, in your timings, and not in mine. You see, because everything is in God's timing, amen? That's why we need to be persistent. We might not see it right away. We, not, might, we might not see our prayer answered right away. I want my mom to get saved, but I might not see that tomorrow or later on tonight. But it's in God's timing. It's in God's timing. And God's timing, it's going to come. And it's going to show itself to my mother. And then eventually it will be up to her. Amen? Now, this is another quote. I love this one too. See, God is not reluctant to answer our prayers. Somebody say amen. Right? Come on. Everybody knows that. He simply wants us to learn to depend on Him more and more and to take an active role in his plans okay so god is not reluctant to answer our prayers he simply wants us to learn to depend on him more and to take an active role to take an active role to wake up and say lord you know what my role is according to your plan if you want me to be this and that, you'll, I will be this and that, Lord Father. If you want me to wash dishes for the rest of my life, then I will wash dishes for the rest of my life. It doesn't matter. Hey, as long as we got the glory of God in us and we're going according to his will, man, that's all I want. I'll wash dishes for the rest of my life. Hey, you know what I mean? If I get to feel this every single day, this type of worship in my life, and the Lord says, I will take that away from you unless you wash dishes for the rest of your life, guess what? I'm washing dishes all day, our day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, the fourth thing, the fourth thing, persistent prayer will be worth it in the end. Right? I mean, come on now. Ain't that so simple? Persistent prayer will be worth it in the end. And you see, we need to stay focused on that. We need to stay focused on persistently praying to God because many will stop praying and give up just before they see their prayer answered, just before they see their miracle. You see, with persistent prayer should come faith. Should come faith. You see, the more we pray, the more faith is built up in us. The more, the more of a sanctuary, of a wall, a fortress is built around us. And that fortress is un, untouchable. I don't care if you, you try to nuke the thing. You know what I mean? It, it will be right there and it will stop it in its tracks, spiritually, that is. Amen. You see, with the more you pray, the more faith is built inside you. You guys ever went a couple days without praying? Let's just be honest here. I have before. I know I have, trust me. And then it's, it's, it's almost as if temptation is like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, Sharks that bum up, bum up, bum up, bum up, bum up, bum up, 
You know what I mean? It's like another day. And then out of nowhere, it just tries to swallow you. And sometimes, unfortunately, it does. It swallows us up like that. Right? Because what is it? I believe it's First Peter. No, yes, First Peter, First Timothy, that tells us that the devil is a roaring lion. So although I use an analogy, an example of a shark, it really should be a lion. It's a lion that's going around that fortress that you're building with the Lord. And the second, that every single day that you spend not praying as you should, that's one brick that falls down. And your fortress, your unstoppable fortress, no longer stoppable anymore. It's penetrable. It gives a foothold, according to Romans, to the devil. Come on, somebody. We need to be in persistent prayer. Always build up our faith, knowing that our prayer is in the Lord's hands. Amen? Now, that's the main four things that we learned throughout the passage. Now, I want to break down the passage just a little bit more. And I want to break down specifically verse 6 through uh, 8. And it says, if you could join me in Luke chapter uh, 18, okay, if you're not there already. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. See, we, had, we listened to what he's had to say already. This woman has been bothering me. You know what? I'm just going to give her what she wants. That's what he said, right? Now in verse 7, And how will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night, day and night, persistently, day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Is he going to keep on putting us off, people? Come on, now verse 8. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Now you see, Jesus used an unjust judge as an example on someone who was being persisted over and over again. If a man of, of, of full of sin and, and, and disrespect toward another person, toward his own people, would respond to uh, persistence like that, how much more is God going to respond to persistence? How much more is a holy, righteous God, full of love and mercy and understanding, going to acknowledge persistent prayer? If a, if a wretched sinner like, like the unrighteous judge here could do it, how much more can God? But how much more loving can he do it? You see, there's certain things that the unjust judge is not able to do, but there's all things that, nothing is impossible for our Lord. You know what I mean? Come on, can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. Hmm. See, God is willing to answer our prayers, but it's in his perfect time, right? It's in his perfect time. It's in his perfect way. You see, when you speak to God with persistence, make sure that you are praying. Now, I want you guys to play pay uh, close attention to this, all right? When you guys are persistently praying to God for something specific in your life, you better make sure you're praying for a need and not for greed. Okay? You got to make sure you are praying for a need and not for greed. You understand me? Okay? Because let me see here. God will only answer prayers that are according to his will, not yours. Not yours. It's according to God's wills. God's will, amen? Let's turn, turn your Bible to be the first John. First John chapter, chapter 5. 
can get an amen when you're there. First John chapter 5. Amen. Now let's scroll down to verse 14. Now this is John speaking. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything, main, main focus right here, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we asked him of, right? Amen? So I'm going to read that one more time because I got a little tongue tied there. Okay, verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Ooh, come on now. I want you to say that last sentence five times as fast as you can. Oh, come on. Woo! Come on. It's a tongue twister and it speaks to you. Amen. Those are the good ones. Amen. All right. So when we know that God's will, what God's will for us is, you see, that's how we can have complete confidence, complete and utter confidence that he hears us and that our prayers will be answered. You see, if we know what according to God's will is, like, for example, if the Lord gives you a calling and you know what your calling is, like I knew I was going to be a youth pastor, and my prayer, because I knew the Lord's will for me was to be a youth pastor, I said, Lord, work in me as much as you can. Lord, stretch me as much as you can. Lord, give me a true understanding of your word. See, I pray things like that. And when I prayed things like that, I, I ended up with a smile. You know why? Because I, I, I had complete confidence that I was going according to God's will and that he was going to answer my prayer. Amen? Let me give you another example here. You see, a new job or more money for your personal desires. Persistent prayer that way. A new job or, or more money for your personal desires, right? Might not be on God's agenda. Okay, it might not be on God's agenda, but a new job or more money to help out the church or someone you know could be. Amen? All right? And as a bonus, I mean, come on now, if, he does, if, that, if that is your main motive, to, to tithe more, to give more, to, you know, to, if you're saving up for a car so you can help out with rides and stuff like that, I mean, that, that's the Lord's will. Come on now, I know that is, because the Lord's will is for his church, it's for his bride, and we are helping build up his bride. And as a bonus, with that blessing, for example, if that, that is uh, a, a blessing that is on your life, you can have a couple extra shekels. You know, for yourself, amen? Because you are working, amen? So whatever you don't give to the church as your tithe or offering, you know, you, you spend on yourself. You know, the Lord wants you to have nice things, amen? But he doesn't want that to be your main agenda. He wants your main agenda to be according to his will, amen? Now, you see, I, I want Berto to, to quickly share his testimony because he has an awesome testimony that I, I just found out today. Now, brother, come on up, brother. Now, this is his persistent prayer and his his persistent uh, uh, prayer life because we all know that Berto's a prayer warrior. Amen. See, I was sharing with Robert yesterday. He was over at my house. I'm like, brother, uh, you know, he, I told him, whenever you stay with Berto and whenever you stay with me, you're going to see a slight difference. You know what I mean? Because Berto is a prayer warrior. 
this guy is suited up. You know, he has his sword. He is a prayer. There's, there's people that pray, and there's a prayer warrior. And just know, just expect when you stay over Berta's house, fellas, you, you, you're going to get prayed over and, and pray for a couple hours, okay? <laughs> Amen, brother. So, it's funny that he saw sharing this passage with you guys, Luke 18, because exactly what I started using when I started asking God to, for a blessing. And uh, it all started out at job, at my work, where I work at, I work at Export, and I schedule my clients from 6 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. Now the business, it gets kind of hectic once the summer comes, clients cancel, and then my 8 o'clock doesn't show up, my 10 o'clock show up. Well, long story short... What ended up happening to me is just, you know, I started seeing that the income that I was, I was getting was not steady. So I'm like, Lord, I'm like, I read that passage. Uh, Brother um, Sweepy, you know, introduced me, reintroduced me to that passage. And I'm like, you're right, man. I'm going to start asking the Lord about this. And then he gives me a ride every day to work, you know, after morning prayer. And I'm like, man, dude, I'm so thankful for God that blessed you with a car, bro, you know. It's like, man, I, I used to enjoy when people give me rides because it's like, man, dude, you have a car, man. I wish I was you. And they say, seriously, man, I'm like, I appreciate it so much and, and so on. So I started asking the Lord, Lord, um, bless me, Lord. I, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need you to bless me, Lord. Your, your word promises riches and glories. I'm like, the persistent with the Lord. I'm like, just, just the way you are, like, you know, like Pastor Adolfo said, you know, God's not like the judge, but he, he, Jesus put a comparison. You know what I'm saying? And she persisted, persisted. Same thing with me. I'm like, Lord, bless me financially. I'm like, do I need to get a new job? Well, bless me with a new job, God. What is your will? I'm like, just let it, let it be done. And um, and then I started deciding for that car too. It's just like, Lord, I'm like, is your will to get a car? I don't, I don't know why, but I started persisting praying for a car. I'm like, I don't even got no money. <laughs> I have to buy a car. I'm like, give me a car, Lord. Because Sippy, um, you know, he encouraged me so much, man. My morning prayer warrior right there, one of my members. <laughs> and uh, he encouraged me so much because he, he started saying that, um, you know, he really prayed for, to the Lord, you know, to bless him with a car. And a friend just gave him a car out of nowhere. God's blessing came out of nowhere. Dude, I prayed for a couple weeks. And what happened this week, um, what's funny, um, I don't know if you guys know Josh. He, he texted me um, about this job offer when my phone was broke. And, and then when I, my phone got fixed, I didn't get that text. I called him be like, look, man, I, I'm going to need a job. I'm like, help me get a job. And he's like, dude, I sent you a text. I was trying to call you. I'm like, 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 a few days ago, I'm like, my phone was broke. I'm like, no way. Can I answer my prayer that quick? That re- Josh was reaching me, giving me a job offer? So, yes. I'm like, you know, let's do it. So then I go uh, two days ago, three days ago to, to, to the place. And uh, I, I, I filled an application end up uh, having a short interview. And I got the job. So, and, and, and praise God. And you know what's another funny thing is that it's consistent. It's 40 hours a week. You know, if I this week, and they even ask me if I can do overtime, I'm like, yeah. That's even more of a blessing. God knows that I got payments to pay, you know. And he knows that if he's, he can trust him with money to be a blessing to others. So what happened, and the funny thing is, like, my, my, my schedule, it was the same one with that, the same one I was desiring, too. Like, it's from 6.30 to 2.30. So it's just the same thing that I was, I've been wanting. And, and my schedule at the gym was dropping like only four hours a day, three hours a day. I'm like, man, dude, I need the income. Now I got a new job. Pastor Joe, I, I shared that with Pastor Jesse. He's like, you know what? I got good news for you. Starting this Sunday, 
Um, um, Pat, his his dad gave Nancy a car, so he's gonna get he, from this Sunday on the band for the church is mine. So, so God God is good, huh? So, Amen. Praise God. <laughs> God is faithful. Come on, Amen. Give the Lord a hand of applause for that. You know what I mean? That's per- he was persistently praying that. And not only was he persistently uh, praying that, but he used this exact scripture. And uh, he told me that today. And I'm like, oh, brother, that's awesome. I'm like, dude, that's so cool because I, I, I'm like, I'm preaching on persistent prayer today. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, I was using the scripture. You should use the scripture today. Uh, Luke 18, verse 1 to 8. I'm like, brother, that's my main passage. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, God's good, man. The Lord's good. And, and that's, a, that's a blessing to me, too, because, you know, Pastor's getting tired of waking up 2 o'clock in the morning to pick up Brother Berto at Pastor Joe's house after an hour of sleep. Woo! Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Pastor gets some sleep. Amen. <laughs> okay. It all happened in a week. It all happened in a week. Just a couple days span. It's amazing. Amen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he, he's doing that. He was doing He was praying that to be a blessing for others, you know what I mean, that van he's going to use to pick you guys up and to drop you off still, you know what I mean, he's still going to be a servant to the church with that van, he's, he's going to be even more of a servant with his new income that's going to be coming steady, you know, amen, so that's just proof right there, you know what I mean, God's going to happen in a blink of an eye, persistent prayer, persistent prayer, amen, amen, okay, okay, calm down, not too many steps in the Amen. All right. So I, I uh, referred to this uh, specific scripture last week, and I want you guys to turn there one more time. And that's Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, please. Let me get amen when you're there. Nice and quick, please. Work that word. Work that word. Work that word. All right. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Amen. Amen. All right. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Verse 8, if everyone who asks receives, I'm sorry, not if, for everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. Amen? Now, we need those three things, right? We need to ask, we need to seek, and we need to knock. You see, so asking implies, and I said this last week, and I really want you guys to really get this down because this is the key thing in persistent prayer. We need to continually ask. We need to continuously seek. We need to continuously knock on the door, and we need to um, go by what this says. Amen? So asking implies that we recognize our need and that we trust God to hear our prayers. Seeking implies that our request is sincere and we are willing to obey God and pursue his purpose when he responds with an answer or instruction. So when he does it, amen. And knocking implies that we keep bringing the request to God even when he does not respond quickly. So he might not respond all in a week like he did for Eddie Burdo. He might respond in a minute. He might respond in a month. He might respond in a couple of years. It's his timing, amen? So let's focus on verse 8 of Luke chapter eight, uh, chapter 18. And it says, However, when the Son of Man comes, 
Will he find faith on the earth? Question mark. You see, this is Jesus speaking. And he's saying, you know, you need to be persistent in praying. You need to do this and you need to do that. However, by the time I come back, will, will I find faith on this earth? That's what he's asking his disciples. You see, why is he asking that? See, Jesus asked this question because the time for his return is ticking away, people. It's ticking away, and it's very near. It's near. It's right around the corner, I'm telling you. You see, he knows that evil and sin will become dominant so much that many will, fail, will fall away from the will of God and from the body, which is the church. So, so many people will fall from the church. They will backslide. And he knows that people will stop believing and grow less dependent on him. You see, that's what he was referring to because he sees, he knows, he knows, he knows what's going on now. He knew what was going to go on now back 2,000 years ago when he was saying this to his disciples. Say, Jesus ain't no fool. <laughs> he ain't no fool. He knows, man. And you see, let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. It says, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Verse 13, but ye who stands firm to the end will be saved. Amen. So he who stands firm to the end will be saved. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 it states that the spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons oh come on somebody that kind of sound like today a little bit you see we need to stay in touch with the vine which is jesus amen where we learned last week john 15 and stay patient and stay patient and persistent to our prayers, not just to our prayers, but our walk, our faith with God. You see, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 through 19, it says, pray continuously. Everybody say, pray. Say, pray continuously. That's right. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 19. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. And that is the final verse of this message today. And I really want you guys to.